It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On a Tuesday morning here at Wax in summertime, I hope you like hot weather because it's going to get hot plus. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more. FFA convention, as soon as we get off the air this morning, we'll be heading to Madison. Some judging to do this morning. We've got Stanley Rodeo coming up. It's Father's Day weekend, so we'll be in Stanley this weekend for the rodeo Friday and Saturday night. But a lot of activities all weekend long at Chapman Park. Lots of dairy breakfast going on. Had a chance to meet the new ag instructor and FFA advisor at Eau Claire Memorial High School. They have hired a young lady named Bri Patrolli. And as we look at the chores this morning... We've got more calves on the ground. But we're done at the Welke Land and Cattle Company, huh? We are finally done. My 11-year-old cow had a bull calf yesterday. And you named it Killer. No, I named it Kirby. Uh, that's the last time I hire out as a name consultant for you. Well, you know. Gave you some good names and you didn't take any of them. I, yeah, no, he was too <laughs> sweet and his eye, eyelashes were too long to be named Killer. <laughs> All right. Well, they're all on the ground. That's a good thing. So hopefully you had a pretty successful calving season, too, wasn't it? Very successful. We lost two numbers, but I had two sets of twins, so that still leaves us at 100%. Well, that's a good deal. So hopefully your calving season was just as good. Also, uh, boy, this is baseball weather, and we've got baseball teams in the state tournament in Division One. Eau Claire North will play today at 1230 and other teams that are in it, Mosinee will play tomorrow at 5.30. St. Croix Falls at noon tomorrow, approximately noon. Regis, 8 o'clock Wednesday morning. And Bangor is also in the state tournament. Boy, Bangor has had a run of successful state tournament teams over the last few years. So congratulations to all those teams for making it. Let's bring some gold balls back to our area. Well, hot weather, uh, crop progress report also. we got a lot to do this morning. we got chores to do and tell you about some hot weather. Not warm weather, it's hot. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Quick check of a heating up weather forecast brought to you by Markwart Motors. And don't forget, Markwart does have the area's largest pre-owned inventory with pre-owned selections arriving daily. Check them out at markwardmotors.com or on their lot. 94 today, partly cloudy. Tomorrow, cooling off down into the upper 70s with a chance of rain, then heating up again. 84 on Thursday, 83 on Sunday, 82 on, or 82, 83 on Friday with full sun, 82 on Saturday. So that's not very hot. Ah, oh, hang on. 92 on Sunday. That's not very hot either. 98 on Monday. How do you like that? It's going to get hot some of those days. So, again, prepare your cattle. Prepare yourself. Uh, don't take the hound to town in the pickup truck and leave it in there while you go in and visit at the coffee shop or whatever. It's 69 degrees right now in our area. But, again, we're going to add 25 to that today. Wax on a Tuesday morning, a minute after 5. This is 104.5 FM WAXX Eau Claire. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. 
Former Attorney General Bill Barr likens chasing election fraud claims to playing whack-a-mole. Clips of Barr's deposition to the January the 6th House Committee were played during a public hearing. Barr said he repeatedly warned the White House that no evidence was emerging to support now former President Trump's claims of widespread fraud in the 2020 election. Barr submitted his resignation after a heated meeting with Trump in the weeks after the election. The State Department is keeping members of the WNBA's Phoenix Mercury up to date on the status of their team member, Brittany Griner, who's been held in Russia since February. Mercury star Diana Taurasi was among those briefed by officials on Monday. There's a lot of things involved to, to getting her back home and safe, so um, it was just nice to hear from the people at the very top, knowing that they're working relentlessly and, you know, we're here to do whatever we can. The State Department has classified the 31-year-old Griner as being wrongfully detained. Russian authorities arrested her after saying airport screeners found cartridges containing hashish oil in her luggage. Russian authorities have accused Griner of smuggling what they call significant amounts of a narcotic substance, an offense punishable by up to 10 years in prison. A mystery is unfolding in the Brazilian Amazon, where a British journalist and an indigenous expert vanished more than a week ago. More from Brian Shook. The BBC reported on Monday that the search for the two may have taken a turn for the worse with the discovery of remains in the rainforest. Brazilian federal police confirmed Sunday night that they had found personal items belonging to Dom Phillips, a regular contributor at The Guardian and his 41-year-old guide. Phillips disappeared while reporting from one of the most remote locations in the Amazon near the border with Peru. I'm Brian Shook. And the Warriors are one win away from another NBA championship. Golden State defended home court with a 104-94 win over the Boston Celtics in Game 5 of the NBA Finals in San Francisco. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Again, we're going to get to the markets. We're also going to talk to the longest-serving FFA advisor in Wisconsin who is no longer... An FFA advisor, John Slippick, over at Abbotsford, of course, uh, announced his retirement, and we caught up with him last weekend at the Abbotsford FFA breakfast and FFA alumni breakfast at Ensign Farms outside of Dorchester. We'll uh, hear John's thoughts in just a little while, but how about our weather thoughts? Stay cool. 94 today, partly cloudy. Chance of rain tomorrow, so if you got hay down, get it up today and don't cut until probably later tomorrow or about Thursday, because tomorrow it's going to rain and it'll cool off. Only 76 for the high. Thursday, cloudy and 84. Full sun on Friday, they say, and 83. Partly sunny on Saturday, 82. And then warming up again, heating up. 92 on Sunday with full sun. And 98 on Monday, partly cloudy. 62 in Medford, 65 in Wausau and Marshfield, 73 in La Crosse this morning, 67 over at Green Bay, Madison Sun Prairie, where the, uh, you know, FFA convention going on down there this week. We'll be down there a little later on this morning. It's 66 down in Madison right now, 67 in Milwaukee, and 69 here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual Insurance is a proud sponsor of the Northern Wisconsin State Fair in Chippewa Falls. As a thank you for your support, they're giving away fair tickets. Visit RuralMutual.com slash win and enter to win tickets to the Northern Wisconsin State Fair. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. 
feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's take a look at some markets on a Tuesday morning and let's go to the cash livestock. Joe, where are the numbers? Choice fed beef steers are 137 to 146 with mixed at $1 to 136. Choice fed beef heifers are 135 to 147 with mixed at $1 to 134. Choice fed Holstein steers are 122 to 133 with cows at 67 to 90 and a half. Bulls are 67 to 114. Butcher hogs are 65 to 96 with sows at 46 and a half to 53. Boars are coming in at 15 to 25. New crop market lambs are 180 to 205 with old crop market lambs 165 and down. Feeder lambs are one ninety five to two. Oops, one forty five to two twenty seven and a half. All right, so we got the cash livestock. How about the future livestock? Cattle prices, both live cattle and feeder cattle, down at the close yesterday. Hogs were higher. June live cattle one thirty four even. That's down two twenty. August at one thirty three eighty seven, down two thirty two. October at one thirty nine ninety two, down two oh five. And December one forty six oh five, down a dollar seventy. Feeder cattle for August one seventy one thirty two, down three fifteen. September at one seventy three sixty, down two forty five. October feeder cattle one seventy five thirty two down two twenty two. November at one seventy seven even. That's down two oh two. And January feeder cattle one seventy seven twenty down one seventy five. And speaking of cattlemen, Jilly, uh Northern Wisconsin cattle producers have a big tour coming up this weekend, right? They do. They're going to have their summer picnic. It's going to start at ten o'clock at uh, Woodville Farm. I have to look and well, find we'll my get paperwork. More of that, but if you're yep, in the, and in the beef business, you might want to contact the Northern Wisconsin yep. Beef Association Cattlemen's and uh, find you, out more about that and get on that tour. Yep, you Google it on Google, and it leads you right into the events. All right, so it should be it's supposed to be 82 and partly sunny. Should be a good day for the cattlemen. All right, lean hogs, June 108 even. That's uh, up 20 cents. July at 106.67. That was up a dollar 20. August 104.40 up 65. And October up a dime at 92.67. And on the board of trade, uh, prices were mixed yesterday across the board. Kind of a sell-off for all markets, so they were all down in the day trade. The USDA report last Friday expect, expected interest rate hike this week of about a half a percent and uncertainty. Uh, everything was down except, what do you think was higher yesterday when you look at all the commodities that trade? The beef prices were higher. No. Oop. <laughs> no, I mean, the beef prices were higher, but uh, other commodities, I'm... Um, Oh, your oil. You got it. Oil up 12 cents. July oil, $120.79 a barrel. Unreal. Wow. All right. So <laughs> the oil was higher, but and that doesn't help us at all. But uh, July corn, after being uh, down yesterday, down another nickel overnight at 764. The oats at 660. July wheat down 15 overnight at 1056. July soybeans, though, up 9 cents at 1716 this morning. Barrel cheese down two and a quarter at two twenty two. The blocks up three and three quarters at two twenty one and three quarters. Butter down four and a half at two ninety three. Class three futures were lower. June down four at twenty four thirty. July down nineteen at twenty four forty three. August down fourteen at twenty four fifty one. We get further away from twenty five dollar milk. September twenty four forty down eighteen. October down twenty three at twenty four nineteen. Rural Mutual Insurance. Bringing us the markets this morning. Hey, we're going to talk to Mr. Slippick, leaving Abbotsford after almost five decades in the classroom. 
Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. For the first time in 47, 48 years, the administration at Abbotsford High School has to fill a slot. They haven't had to fill in that period of time. That's a new agriculture instructor and FFA advisor because John Slippick has decided to step away. What do you finally found something you want to do in life? Well, there's lots of things I haven't done in 47 years I'd like to try again. Uh, I went ice fishing last winter for the first time in about 50 years, so that was a good, good thing to do. And I have a lot of things in mind. Um, I have a farm in Thorpe that I've taken over from the family, and uh, that'll keep me busy. Just a lot of other things going on. There's jobs in the paper, and uh, maybe sit back and just relax and take some time off. I think the last one is the best, take some time off and relax. But 47 years in the classroom, I would imagine the last five or ten have been the most trying because of conditions in the world. Well, that's true, but looking back to 1975 when I started, things were a lot different. I mean, we didn't have tractors like we have today. We don't have machinery like we have today. We never heard of robots milking cows back then. I mean, things have, agriculture is changing a lot, and uh, I guess I lived through 47 years of that change, and uh, it's both good and bad, you know. I mean, everything's been bigger, 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 but at the same time, we need we need people in agriculture, and that's been my passion all my, my career is to just get people, get kids involved in agriculture, and that's what I've tried to do. How has the curriculum, from the time you started in 1975, the curriculum changed? I know you're a hands-on type of instructor, but, uh, you know, the kids still have to know what modern technology is all about. The robots, as you mentioned, it's changed. How did the curriculum change for you? Well, like in math and English, words and numbers don't change, but in agriculture, like you said, everything, you know, things are, things are changing as we speak. Uh, computers have become a big, big part of agriculture, and, and I kind of grew up in the back door with computers, and I've learned to, you know, use them and be up with them. Uh, machinery has changed, you know, there's so many things on machinery that you got to know about, and you can't teach that in the classroom. There's so many things that have changed in agriculture that you can't really teach in the classroom because the size of your door in the shop isn't big enough, or you just don't have enough experience to really get into it. So you rely on a lot of professionals out there that, that can help you with the job to hopefully get the point across to the kids that there are good paying jobs in agriculture and that they ought to be thinking about it as a career rather than overlooking it. I mean, agriculture is more than just farming. I mean, there's so many other things that go on with agriculture that people are involved in. You know, a lot of parents of kids uh, are involved in agriculture, and yet um, the kids don't understand the importance of it. As you uh, look back and all the students that have gone through your classroom, do you still maintain contact with, uh, with some of them? You know, the contact comes at a dairy breakfast like this where they walk up to you and say, hey, you know what I'm doing? I, I says, well, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm doing something that you taught me how to do, and uh, that makes me feel pretty good. You know, the, the reward doesn't come maybe the day of graduation, but 10 years later when these kids get out in the field and really feel, uh, feel for a job and they get a job in your, in your, in your livelihood, it, it, makes, it makes, makes it very meaningful. Production agriculture was always your niche. You, you taught the kids about cows. I know the Horge Dairyman Contest was always something that you got the kids involved in. You have to take a lot of pride in that, that the kids bought into that. Well, they have, and, you know, every teacher, and every ag teacher, all teachers, but, agri but agriculture teachers have a niche. You know, my niche was what I, what I walked into at Abbotsford when I started. Um, dairy, the dairy industry was, was a big part of my program and still is. Uh, welding has become a really, really big part of my program because that's where the jobs are at. Abbeyland in Abbotsford has, uh, you know, a big meat processing plant, so you get kids involved in that area. So depending on what your resources are in the community, that's kind of where you head and what your skills are. Like, my skills have always been you know, there with dairy and, and livestock and other things, and that's what I've tried to keep going. As you uh, go forward now, you'll be stepping away, but uh, we've got a, a young lady from the area stepping in. Yeah, Jillian Tyler from Granton. She was a state officer back then, and she graduated from River Falls just this spring. She'll be filling my shoes. Uh, hopefully, she'll keep our program going like we have. I mean, we got a lot of things going on, and hopefully she'll go in that direction. Maybe she'll bring us new ideas, and hopefully things will go like, like planned. And again, John Slippick stepping away after 47 years as the Ag Instructor, FFA Advisor at Abbotsford High School. And I can now, Jill, say I've outlasted them all. 
<laughs> We've got, of you know, course our, you have. Our state F- or our FFA programs every Saturday morning. John was the last FFA advisor that had been around longer than me. Now I've outlasted them all. <laughs> but, and I really, and we got some great young teachers coming in, but uh, I miss a lot of the, the guys and gals that uh, I talked to as FFA advisors and leaders of these agriculture students over the years. But uh, again, John Slippick, 47 years. Uh, well done, Mr. Slippick. Good job. We'll see what kind of a job farmers are doing around the area next. What better way to celebrate all things agriculture than with a good old country music concert? Farm Tech Fest, Wednesday night, July 13th, just south of Loyal, featuring Madison County Sawyer Brown and Joe Nichols. On-site camping is available. Get your tickets now at farmtechfest.com. A huge thank you to some of the great sponsors, Partners Bank, Rooney Green, and many more. And we've got farm news to take a look at before we get a, an update on uh, other things in agriculture and talk to Bridget Finke about, again, thinking about this uh, this farming business. But farmers are thinking about the fields. Jill, what's the latest thoughts on the crops? Crop farmers around the country have finally caught up with the five-year average for planting progress for the second week in June. As of this past Sunday, farmers have planted 97% of their corn, up 3% from last week. Nearly all of the major corn-growing states have now caught up or passed their normal planting progress, with only North Dakota at 90% planted and lagging behind. The early emerging crop is also in good shape, as it's rated 72% in good to excellent condition, with Minnesota showing the most concern, as the corn crop there is rated at just 58% good to excellent. The soybean crop is now 88% planted, up 10% from a week ago and just about equal to the five-year average. The I states, Iowa, Illinois, and Indiana, are well ahead of average, while North Dakota and Minnesota are again lagging behind their normal planting averages. But this week's crop progress report also shows Wisconsin farmers have 94% of their corn planted, about two weeks behind last year, but equal to the five-year average. Almost all areas of the state are well over 90% 90 planted. So far, the corn crop is rated 85% good to excellent. Soybeans are 93% planted, 11 days behind last year, but four days ahead of average. The north-central part of the state continues to lag behind in both corn and soybean plantings as they're below 80% planted for both crops. The report also shows oats and potatoes are almost all in at 96% planted, while the winter wheat is now 47% headed. Farmers have also made 68% of the first crop hay and report the crop is 81% good to excellent. Top soil moisture for this week is rated 91% adequate to surplus, 7% short, and 1% very short. Over the next few days, the corn will grow because it's going to get hot. 94 today, but that's not the only 90, and we'll have one even hotter than that here in, well, six or seven days. We'll talk more about that. But coming up, Bridget Finke is going to join us as uh, we talk about, uh, well, you know, we always say, well, Mom and Dad, have you started a plan? The younger people in the family have an obligation to get involved in that transition plan as well. 
We'll talk about that next year on Wax. Round up your friends and family and head to Stanley for the Rodeo Father's Day weekend, June 17th through the 19th in Chapman Park. Rodeo performances on the 17th and 18th starting at 7.30. Then stick around after the Rodeo to see Brady Loop Band on Friday and Still Reckless Band on Saturday. They're both free and there's more family fun to be had. It's the perfect Father's Day gift. Free parking, free entrance into the park filled with all kinds of vendors. It's all handicap accessible too. Go to StanleyRodeo.com and get your tickets today. Stanley Rodeo Days, Chapman Park and Stanley. We'll see you there. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're in the June Dairy Month. That means getting out and about and visiting our neighbors. We've got all kinds of things happening. June Dairy Breakfast, of course, but lots of other things as well. That means sitting across the table from Hank and Myrtle. You might have a conversation about the Lord knows what. And sometimes uh, those conversations can get us in a little bit of trouble if we take for gospel what uh, somebody else tells us. Bridget Finke is with us, and Bridget, of course, our resident attorney with Valley Crossing Law in the Baldwin area. And, you know, word of mouth, and uh, I heard this and I heard that can get us in trouble if we're trying to make some plans for ourselves. Can't we get ourselves in trouble, Bridget? Well, what I will say is there is no one answer to getting your affairs in order. And what might be the perfect plan for you may be a totally different than what the right plan was for Hank and for Myrtle. And particularly if we, we take that advice and we start going around and changing names on bank accounts and putting transfers on death on real estate... Um, and you've already maybe done some planning uh, with a lawyer, accountant, or consultant, you might be undoing all that work you worked so hard to put together. Free advice could get very, very expensive, in other words. <laughs> it can, and you know, every family is different as well. Uh, you know, kind of the uh, online equivalent of the visits at the June Dairy Breakfast is uh Facebook, and I saw something recently of someone saying, you have to go and go down to the bank and, and put your kids on the account. And, you know, in the right circumstances, that's a great idea. But in the circumstances where maybe that cash is needed to pay real estate taxes on land that's going to need to get taken care of, or one of those kids um, had some sort of accident and they're on government disability. Um, having those assets paid directly to that child after your death might be the worst thing for your child. So while, while we often feel really similar to our friends and that our circumstances are the same, really every family, every circumstance is a little bit different. And so it's, while it's great to get ideas, um, it is always good to talk to folks who are in the business of putting these things together so that you can make sure you are picking the right tools out of the toolbox for your particular family or farm. And even in my case, and I'll make it a personal case, that you straightened me out on this a while back after I lost my wife. I thought, well, I should have someone, if something happens to me, that can write checks out of my checkbook. So I put my son on there, and then you asked me, well, did you put it in there that you're not liable if he runs up a, a huge debt 
they can't come after your checking account to pay off this debt because he is on there. So there are a lot of things. Being a good guy or a good parent is one thing, but you better ask the right questions so you don't expose yourself and cause some problems. Well, yeah, putting children on as joint account holders can have a whole different realm of of consequences. And I'll tell you where this really um, came home to me is, is after the last housing crisis. There were a lot of really good kids that lost jobs, got upside down on their house, and couldn't get new jobs, you know, back in 08, 09. And so while that great kid might never start tapping into mom and dad's checkbook that they added um, her or him on to uh, be able to take care of things and I'll make sure the checking account doesn't get locked down when they passed away, I guarantee that those creditors were perfectly happy to tap into that pot of assets because if you're a joint owner, you're a joint owner. Um, and so it, it really made me want to share with folks, you know, how dangerous that can be. And very well-meaning people, very good kids and very helpful bank employees that um, don't always know all the potential legal consequences of how those accounts are set up. But you can set it up to have the kids on there, but there's no liability to you for their debts, right? That's what I think I've done. You recommended that I do. Correct. Don't make them a joint owner. Give them signature authority. And if you want them to end up with the assets when you pass away and you want things to go equal to the kids, put all the kids on as payable on death beneficiary. Um, but again, you want to make sure all those pieces work together. It's not uncommon that I see folks having done a whole lot of great avoid court work as to their cash assets but then not dealing with, for instance, their real estate. So now you leave your estate with real estate that has ongoing expenses and all the cash is gone. And if those kids are direct beneficiaries on that, they have no obligation to pitch that money back into the kitty to maintain that real estate until they get it sold or get it divided. And you've got survey expenses and you've got appraisal expenses and all kinds of things to deal with and now no cash to be able to pay any bills. So um, what can seem like really great planning if you're just, you know, it's kind of the forest for the trees, right? If you're looking at the tree, hey, that's a great idea. But then if you zoom out to the forest, oh, goodness, maybe that's not really the best plan for the overall picture. And as we look forward to the dairy breakfast uh, the rest of June and sitting across the table from Hank and Myrtle and hearing their stories and their advice, how important is it that we have one advisor or more than one advisor or advisors for specialty areas? Well, um, again, great to get ideas and great to get contacts because I know one of the difficult things can be, well, who do I go to? Who do I trust? And so it's great to hear from Hank and Myrtle who they've worked with and, you know, what their perspective was. But, you know, really farming today is tends to be a team of advisors, and it's great for them to 
all communicate with each other because everyone has a little bit different perspective, right? The lawyer is going to see things a little bit differently than the accountant, than the banker, than, you know, maybe your dairy consultant. And so it's great to get all those ideas. If there's conflicting ideas, have those professionals communicate with each other and indicate, you know, why they're advising this and they're advising that because it can be, I know it's difficult for farmers when, when they talk to the accountant and they say they should do, you know, an LLC and then they see the lawyer and they say they should do a trust and then they talk to their banker and they said, oh, leave this stuff all alone. You're going to mess up your lending and, and who do you believe? You know, have those folks talk to each other and kick around those pros and cons um, and make sure that group is working together to help you get the right solution. And again, that's Bridget Finke, or I like to call her our resident attorney, that works on this stuff exclusively almost. Lots of transition plans and powers of attorney and all those sorts of things. And uh, she'll help you over at Valley Crossing Law in the Baldwin area. So if you want to talk to her, get a hold of her over there in the, uh, again, over there in Glenwood City. She's, uh, she's a good one. Farm girl herself from over in the Edgar area originally. And we got, uh, well, it's 5.30 in the morning. I think we're going to catch up with Morgan next, find out what else is going on. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. As we said, it's 5.30 in the morning, and we've got uh, 69 degrees. going to be 94 today. Let's get into the newsroom. Morgan is with us. Did you ever get a garden planted, or are you overseeing your sister and mother's garden? Oh, no, there's a garden at our house. Alex and his mom were uh, busy putting the last of the plants in the ground last weekend. So we oh, have good. some, yeah, lettuce and kale and... Uh, and some surprise plants because Alex was under strict instructions to keep it simple this year. Uh-oh. And judging Who gave from him those instructions, <laughs> no comment. Yeah. But judging from the seeds that are laying around the house, we're going to have uh, some tomatoes to share with the class. I'll uh, say, boy, oh yeah. boy. Well, that's good. Tomatoes are always good, good, good. Well, I'll keep you, if eyes you out. In, if you got it in, it's going to grow today because it's going to get hot. Ninety-four, man. Oh man, that's. That's beyond warm. Hey, what's going on? Well, I think we'll start with headlines that keep us in another part of our state, but we'll stay in Wisconsin for the news today, and that includes rescuers in Milwaukee saying three people are missing after being sucked into a drainage tunnel during yesterday's storms in that area. It's John DeMaster that brings us the story. Firefighters say an 11-year-old boy fell into the Kinnickinick River on the city's south side yesterday evening. They say two men jumped in to save him, but all three were washed down the river. The river was rushing because of yesterday's strong thunderstorms. The search for the three called off last night because of the dark. Firefighters are expected back out on the water today to continue their search. I'm John DeMaster. A fire takes us to another part of the state. Seventy firefighters and first responders on site to deal with yesterday's fire at a manufacturing plant near Wapaka as that first 911 call came in from Festive Foods in Belmont at about 9 a.m. and crews were on scene for hours. No reports of any serious injuries so far or any word as to what started that fire. Let's look at the lawmaker scene. The rules for those so-called forever chemicals, they're moving forward. The Republican-controlled legislature signaled that it would allow the state's Department of Natural Resources to set standards for PFAS chemical pollution in the state. As those PFAS chemicals come from many places, some of them tied to firefighting foam, but there are worries about what the chemicals can do long-term. Wisconsin standards are identical to federal regulations, though they are higher than some folks in the state wanted. We take a peek into the political stage where one of the Republican 
Republican lawmakers who wanted the governor to fire the state's now former parole board chief says his resignation is only a partial victory. State Senator Roger Roth yesterday said parole board director John Tate was only carrying out Governor Evers' agenda. He said Tate's resignation won't change what he calls a soft-on-crime approach from the Evers administration, though Roth goes on to say that Republican lawmakers are going to have to get tougher on crime in response. And I don't have a great reputation in the kitchen, that's for sure, but this dog in Kansas has me beat. Somebody might be in the doghouse for a while, right, Trey? The fire Friday in a Kansas City suburb severely damaged the house. Video shows one of the family's two dogs stepping on the stovetop touch panels and turning on the burner under a pan with grease in it. A fire official said the grease explodes into fire about eight minutes after the dog turned on the burner. Firefighters rescued the dogs, but the kitchen is a total loss. I'm Trey Thomas. And here in the 715 Newsroom, we cook more headlines up anytime. From there, I'm Morgan McCarthy. And I'll give you back to the barn with Bob Jill and the Midwest Farm Show on Wax. Well, I don't blame that dog. I'm sorry stepping on you there, but uh, I don't blame that dog. I did that as a kid. We had to, I don't know if you remember, but we used to have our old stoves had three burners. Mm-hmm. And then it had a, the fourth burner was kind of a deep pot. Yep. And uh, we had grease in it that was going to make french fries oh yeah and i turned it on and put the lid on it mm-hmm. which wasn't a smart thing to do and i had some buddies out we we're playing cards on the porch we we're only i don't know middle school or something junior high and i came back in i don't know 15 minutes later i opened lifted that lid off yeah and you know what happens when air hits burning boiling grease i hope you weren't playing strip oh, poker boy no <laughs> i'll tell you it it was funny. I called. I had to call the, the firemen. They came in and said, anybody in the house? I said, well, my dad's sleeping up above here. Not anymore, he's not. They went up there and he came down in his boxer shorts. <laughs> and let me guess, oh, he was real happy oh, with his kid man. right about oh, then, right? Boy, I'm telling you what, the, the neighbors had a field day with that. I bet you so. don't make fries anymore. No, I don't. At least not with no, that special no. recipe. <laughs> <laughs> so don't blame the dog. It can happen to anybody. That's right. All right, see you later. You bet, Bob. There goes Morgan as we take a look at our weather right now because uh, Mike Dandry is patiently waiting for us over at Skywarn 13. Morning, Mike! Well, maybe he's not patiently waiting for us anymore. <laughs> he might be on the uh, TV. He thinks we missed him, but uh, we do have a forecast, and if he jumps in, we'll uh, we'll throw him on here. But again, the weather today, serious stuff, folks. 94, partly cloudy. That's hot. Now, it's very comfortable right now. Last I heard, we were about 69 degrees right here. But, uh, again, later in the day, if you're moving livestock or whatever you're doing with livestock, make sure they have good water and make sure they've uh, they've got air. Don't crowd them into a building. 94. And that's not the worst of it. Now, it will be cooling off. Chance of rain tomorrow on 76. But, again, it's going to warm up into the 80s Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Sunday, it'll be sun and 92. Monday... 98 and partly cloudy. It's 69 degrees right now. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. About 21 minutes before 6 o'clock and we'll be heading down to the Wisconsin FFA Convention, the 93rd Wisconsin FFA Convention. Our own uh, Courtney Zimmerman from Spencer, your niece, Jill, a national FFA officer, We'll address the uh, the session that says, opens about oh about noon, a little before noon. Courtney will be the uh, keynote speaker for that, so we're looking forward to that. I don't know if I'll make that or not because I'll be judging one of the speaking contests that starts this morning. They call them the state leadership development events, and uh, as the week goes on, we'll 
update you on more of those things. So uh, that's going on today. We've got Stanley Rodeo this weekend, Friday and Saturday night, Chapman Park, weekend activities all weekend long, and lots of places to eat. You have no excuse not to go out and hit a dairy breakfast because they're all over. We've got Eau Claire County on Saturday. We have Eau Claire County, La Crosse County, Pierce County, Trempeau County, and a breakfast in Owen Withy. And on Sunday, you can go to the Loyal Dairy Breakfast or to the Marshfield Dairy Breakfast. And the Loyal Breakfast, by the way, on Sunday, Father's Day, will be at the site of Farm Technology Day's Rail Acres. So, again, if you want to get a little preview of that, go there to uh, Rail Acres. And also, the Eau Claire Breakfast, now people have traditionally thought, oh, Friday, we're going to dairy. Nope, 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 nope. There's no more breakfast in the valley. That's that's dead since the Chamber of Commerce has decided uh, they didn't want to do any of that stuff anymore, which is their perfect right. But, uh, again, other folks around the county have picked it up, and it will be at Nellie's Holstein's. And it will be Saturday morning in Eau Claire County, just outside of Eau Claire, and uh, on the farm breakfast in Eau Claire. So, again, uh, don't go to the fairgrounds on Friday. You'll be completely disappointed, as a lot of us are already. Loyal Wisconsin is ready for a party in July. Farm Tech Fest is the newest addition to Clark County Farm Technology Day's Madison County. Sawyer Brown. And featuring Joe Nichols as well. Camping, food, and fun Wednesday night, July 13th, just south of Loyal. Get your tickets now at farmtechfest.com. Sponsored by Rooney Green, Partners Bank, and many more. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's almost quarter to six, 69 degrees out there with a high today of 94 sweltering degrees. We are going to head over to Sparta Equity and hear from Hut Eman. Fed cattle selling steady today with the high yielding choice beef steers and heifers 138 to 145 the choice and select beef steers and heifers 130 to 137. The dairy cross steers 122 to 136. The high yielding choice Holstein steers 126 to 135. The choice and select Holstein steers 115 to 125. The unfinished steers, heifers and heavy steers 114 and down. Cow market was steady today with the high yielding cows 78 to 90. The cutters and utilities 62 to 77 and low yielding and canner cows 61 and down. Organic market today. With the results from the June 13th auction with the steady market with most cows bringing 110 to 123 with the thin and small organic cows 90 to 109 and the organic steers and heifers 119 to 124. Bull market steady today with most bulls bringing 95 to 105. The thin, full, and bulls over a ton discounted at 94 and down. Calves today sold by the pound with a steady market with 80% of the Holstein bull calves bringing from 110 to 2 bucks. The quality Holstein heifer calves 10 to 80. The quality beef calves 230 to 330. The light and poor quality calves, 10 to 60 cents per pound. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Wednesday, June 15th, starting at 10 o'clock with fed cattle followed by bulls, cows, and calves. This has been Hot Eamon at Equity Livestock in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. More markets as uh, we are quarter to five or quarter to six right now. We go to the Stratford Equity Barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Morning, Jerry. 94, partly cloudy. I guess we better get the cattle on the road early. Well, Bob, and a good morning to you. And that is just about what I was going to mention here. So we've got that taken care of already. Uh, folks, uh, if you're moving uh, livestock today, you know, like Bob said, get them on the road early. We'll get them sold and... Uh, Get them processed here before the real hot weather comes. Yep, and yep. also, 
flag day today, folks. So uh, fly the American flag here. Show us, show us how that we're still America. Absolutely, so, uh, that's for sure. Proud, proud country, and we have a right to be. Well, how about uh, the markets? It's uh, Tuesday morning. What's been going on in Stratford? All right, Bob, thank you, and good morning, everyone. A summary from yesterday, Monday here at Equity Stratford. We'll start out with the cow market uh, yesterday. Uh, these are conventional-type cows. A strong market on cows yesterday, high-yielding, fleshy, Holstein and beef cows yesterday, selling from 77 up to a top of 97. Uh, most of the cows at yesterday's auction uh, were selling between 60 and 76, and your thinner cows, those plain cows, like carcass cows, below $60 money. On the bull trade, open up the week, better quality bulls are mostly from 95 to 110, lighter bulls below 90. On the calf market, a strong market on all classes of calves yesterday, increased demand on these heifer calves. But anyway, on the bull calves yesterday, 92, 130-pound bull calves were selling mostly from 125 up to a top of 255. Uh, as I mentioned, better demand on the heifer calves, uh, 40 to 105, fancy heifer calves from 105 to a top of 135. Again, a very strong market on these beef calves, 175 to 325 with a top at 355 on those good quality beef calves. And uh, we'll have an update on the fed cattle market. Uh, most of those are sold on Wednesdays. We'll have that a little later in the week. But we are at Tuesday, and we start this morning at 10 o'clock with the hay and bedding auction. And uh, we do have small squares of hay available for you folks today if you're looking for that. If you didn't get your hay made yet, we'll have some small squares for you folks. That'll be at 10 o'clock. 11 o'clock uh, today, we do sell market cattle, uh, including organic market cattle. Uh, that also includes uh, besides organic market cows, that does include organic bulls, organic fed cattle. So those are at 11, followed by the conventional market auction. Our next dairy sale will be next Tuesday, June 21st. We do have a partial herd dispersal already on the consignment list for that sale next week. And don't forget, tomorrow is part of the auction. Tomorrow here at Stratford, uh, uh, field feeder cattle auction. We do have that special beef breeding bull sale tomorrow. We've got lots of bulls on the consignment list for you folks. If you're looking to buy some and if you're looking to sell, uh, again, that'll be a noontime start tomorrow as part of the feeder cattle sale. So, Bob, that's what we have for the folks this morning. Uh, yeah, I can't uh, reiterate enough here. Get the cattle on the road early this morning and uh, we'll go from there. But I guess summer has finally arrived after a rather long wait. Yeah, it is. It's uh, 94, partly cloudy, and again, they got cattle to move or just uh, around the home place. Take the appropriate precaution. Breeze, What's water, the, how much rain did you guys get yesterday? I don't know. I never. I don't think it was much. Just a scattering that I saw in my place. So, not much. It, huh. it, I mean, if you're outside for long enough, you get wet, but uh, not not really very hard where I was. How much you well, get? today, if you're outside, you don't even have to get no. Don't even have to get rain and you're going to get wet. That is for sure. So stay cool, my man. We'll talk to you later. Bob, you have a safe trip? You bet. Thank you. There he goes. Jerry Fitzgerald down there at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Brought to you by Ag Country Farm Credit Services. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, let's take a look at the rest of our markets, courtesy of Synergy Cooperative. And uh, yes, they crossed the board to sell off in the markets, not just dairy markets or grain markets. But uh, stocks, everything, it was down yesterday pretty much. USDA report expected interest rate hike of a half a percent, probably announced tomorrow. But overnight, July corn went down another nickel at 764. The oats at 660. July wheat down 15 at 1056. And soybeans up 9 cents, 1716. And soybean meal up 310 at $418.20 a ton. Country elevator prices. 
Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville locations. Corn's at 706 with soybeans at 1664. Doomer's Grain of Holman and Buck Country Arcadia. Corn is at 736 with soybeans at 1682. On the DTN screen, Golden Plump. Corn today, 739 a bushel. Baldwin, 702 and 1660. Corn of Durand is 702, beans 1650. Mondovi, 702 and 1655. At Elmwood, corn 707, the beans at 1660. Fall Creek, 687 for the corn, 1645 on the beans. Osseo, 712 and 1660 out at Elk Mound. Corn is 706, beans 1665. Sparta, 705 and 1669. Ellsworth, corn 687, beans 1635. Ethanol plants, corn at Boyceville today, 750. Stanley, 725. New Richmond, 720 a bushel. Barrel cheese down two and a quarter yesterday, trading at 222. The blocks up three and three quarters, 221 and three quarters. Butter down four and a half at 293. Class three also down. June down four at 2430. July down 19 at 2443. August down 14 at 2451. September down 18 cents at 2440. And October down 33 at 2419. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Synergy Cooperative bringing us our markets this morning. Let's uh, quickly check our weather for you. Brought to you by Markwart Motors. Don't forget, Markwart Motors hosting food trucks at their Lake Halley location every Wednesday this summer from 11 until 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Check it all out and support those area food trucks. Good stuff in those trucks. 94, partly cloudy today. It's 68 right now. Chance of rain tomorrow will be in the mid to upper 70s. Thursday, cloudy in 84. Friday, 83 with full sunshine. Should be a nice weekend for dairy breakfast. Partly sunny on Saturday, 82. Sun on Sunday, 92. As we said, 68 right now. And again, Good luck to all the young people down at the state FFA convention down in Madison. We'll be down there in a little while. And uh, good luck to all those high school baseball teams. The North will play today. Eau Claire North will play today at 1230. And then uh, Regis plays Mosinee, St. Croix, Falls, Bangor. Lots of them in the tournament. So congratulations to all of them and a job well done. Again, 68 degrees right now. Partly cloudy, 94. So, again, be careful with uh, livestock. As we said, don't uh, take the dog to town and leave him in the pickup while you go in and have coffee or any other beverage or whatever you do. Be, uh, be conscious that it is hot out there today. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadar. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.